T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. WTIC News Talk 1080, because local radio is just better. WTIC, thank you so much for rocking with us this afternoon, Don and Eleven. And hello, Don. Good afternoon, Todd. I have a couple things that I'd like to ask you. Uh, number one is, uh, is Ned really giving big money to people that are first-time home buyers? And the second is I'm a very uh, uh, skeptical kind of a person, and uh, I'm wondering what uh, Fetterman is getting on his computer uh, besides uh, closed captioned. Is he maybe getting... Uh, answers to questions or help in answering questions? Well, I suppose those kinds of things are possible, but I don't know that he's the type of guy who, you know, before his stroke, certainly, he was very able to think on his feet and was a really smart, fast-thinking guy. So it's possible that there's that kind of practice going on, but I would expect that the system's built in such a way that uh, people would be seeing it, and and he would get squealed on. So I doubt it, and and I I can't recall about the first time homeowners thing. What are you responding to? Uh, I just heard rumor from people that that are friends of mine. I haven't heard it from anything official that uh, Ned was going to give uh, large amounts of cash to folks that are first time uh, home buyers. Well, it would it would make sense and fit into the other things that he's giving away. So I, I will look into it. I'm uh, be- sure it might. Because, uh, uh, you know, any kind of vote-buying scheme, usually they like mass-produced vote-buying schemes, though, rather than idiosyncratic ones like that. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Espe- I appreciate talking with you, and uh, have a nice day. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, especially during election season, you know, that's when you're looking to do the mass purchase of votes. So you give... Uh, $2,500 departure bonuses to people who uh, belong to state worker unions and things like that, you know. But but nevertheless, the home the home buying scheme is a possibility as well. 860-522-9842. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, well, caller was correct. The story is from last June. Governor Ned Lamont announced today the launch of Time to Own, 
A new state program offering down payment assistance to low and moderate income home buyers in Connecticut. So that's where it fits into the scheme. It is for a core constituency of the Democrats, as all government programs that they support are. In other words, there's a direct link to whatever government spending is proposed and supported by the Democrats and their vital constituencies that they want to keep energized and voting for them. Now accepting applications, the program provides a new source of funds for down payment and closing costs for applicants applying to the Connecticut Housing Finance Authority's first-time home buyer guide. They administer it on behalf of the Connecticut Department of Housing. It's funded with $20 million. It was allocated for home buyer assistance by the State Bond Commission. Oh, my God, they're not even paying it for it. They're bonding it. More debt for the state. He is the debt governor. He loves debt. John's calling from Massachusetts. Hey, John. Hey, Todd. You know, that was a uh, great intellectual discussion with Kathy Flaherty, I think it was, on yes. disabilities. But I must tell you, I- I'm afraid reality must intrude. And when it comes to Fetterman, he has made a great name for himself, uh, touting his empathy, certainly where we see it, for 33%, wanting 33% of inmates released, wanting murderers to be released before serving their full sentences. And in terms of victims' rights with disabilities, He's been a big advocate for victims. But in 2013, Todd, he thought he heard bottle rockets outside of his home, grabbed his 12-gauge shotgun, jumped in his truck, and ran, uh, uh, drove over to an African-American who was jogging, jumped out of his truck, and put the business end of a Mossberg shotgun to this guy's chest, held him against his will until the police arrived. In the Democratic um, primary, Malcolm Kenyatta, who was his opponent, says, you have never, ever even apologized to this black man for what you did on that day. Mm-hmm. And to this day, he hasn't. So uh, I'm, I'm just struck by the hypocrisy. Do you see what I mean? Well, it's not complicated to see. They can get away with anything if they are on the, on the right side. And if you were on the other side, you wouldn't even need the story to be told. No, it's, it's an absolute shame. And in this world, this Senate that we have, it's so complicated, so complex. You have national security, human rights issues on all sides. Everything is on the line. This uh, disability is something that is going to be accommodated and almost celebrated. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it, Todd. Well, ultimately, this is his uh, one of his big risks for this election, I think, is that he scammed the people of the state of Pennsylvania by trying to make himself look like he was just the victim of a light stroke that was of no consequence and and misrepresented that and and looked to milk it for all he could. So, So I think he's in trouble on this. Yeah, and last point, Todd, I would say to you is this. Does he speak up for the single mothers in housing projects? Does he speak up for elderly, minority community, elderly and minority communities, marginalized communities that are plagued by crime and and need a break, they need law enforcement? He doesn't take the minority, the marginalized community side. 
he seems to be taking the criminal side, and it's beyond belief. Thank well, that, that's the uh, decision the Democrats made as a party. He's just doing the thing that Democrats are doing, and that is siding with the criminals because, I guess, the criminals, they think, look like they're voters, so they think they'll be an empathetic connection and they win on that but ultimately this is all part of the package of overreach of overzealous uh, progressivism of overzealous wokeism that threatens the democrats and that i think is causing a big backlash that's going to lead to a big victory for republicans in a couple of weeks Eight six zero five two two wtic anthony in waterbury hi anthony hi how you doing todd thanks for Th- taking my thank call thank you Hey, I was wondering uh, what you thought of this uh, opinion. You know what blows my mind that drives me crazy is how come on the election ballots every year for voting, the Democrats list themselves straight across the board as the working family party group when that's the furthest thing from the truth, especially for the middle class? I kind of wanted to know what your thoughts were on that and how do they get away with that when it's a blatant lie? Well, isn't that everything they do a blatant lie? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so why I should mean, all of a sudden they should blatant lies be disallowed? I Well, shouldn't that be illegal? Because that's not the truth. I mean, you are pandering to a group you don't you pretend to care about, but you don't. You know? But I what exactly is your argument that they can't call the party, the working parties, the working family families party, that, that that is a misrepresentation? I mean, the Democratic Party is the anti-Democratic Party. Right, I th- I do think it's a, uh, an, a misrepresent excuse me misrepresentation because they bleed the middle class to death in taxes just to uh, pander and cater to the people they of course they care yes about. yes it's like and, the way they name these bills but but the thing we all have to come to terms with is that ultimately raw power is what decides these things and either we say no to them either the people rise up and say no you can't do it or they do it. And they are a bunch of scammers right now because nobody says no, especially the elected representatives of the people. Right. You're exactly right. You know, it's sad. It's sad that we live in a world where there's no sincerity or morals left anymore. And certain groups are able to get away with it just because maybe money is the, uh, you know, basically the root of all evil, which. uh, No, no, no. It's evil people that are the root of all evil. Money is a tool we use that's that's got great beauty connected to it. The trouble is, if somebody steals money, that's not money's fault. The problem is that there's thieves around. Yes, exactly. Okay, I may have worded that wrong, but you are totally true, because I totally believe in that, uh, clearing through all the way to the end. But uh, I just can't believe that certain groups get away with, uh, you know, this kind of thing, and they're not being called out on it. I mean, isn't that unlawful? You know, I mean... Well, the real scam, so there's two big scams connected to elections and connected to what you're talking about. One is the way the ballot is structured in Connecticut in such a way as for for candidates to get multiple lines, which is ridiculous. And the uh, the state funding, the taxpayer funding of elections is a is an incumbent protection program a scheme that was dreamed up by the Democrats to just take advantage of their majorities to pass stuff that's horrible for for democracy. They right. are they they are hateful towards the idea of people having control of their government and they're always scheming to deny it. Right. And the last two things is I'm disgusted by uh you got to imagine right, and safely assume that most of the population may or may you know may not you know, follow politics. And when they see that on the ballot, 
Democrats are, are for the working family party group. Some people who doesn't pay attention from day to day or week to week or month to month see that when they go to vote and check it off. And, hey, they really don't have their best interests in mind. Yeah. And, uh, and also, uh, like you've been saying, you're totally right. You nailed on the head. You can't be any more clearer than this. The government creates problems that they never intend to fix. Well, they intend to get charged with fixing them so they can spend more money creating more problems. But, yes, right. we're on the same page on that as well. Anthony, great to hear from you. Thank you so much. 860-522-9842. Government is the plague. So you're right. Yes, the Working Families Party. Some people will look at that and think, wow, Democrats must be for Working Families because the Working Families Party. But no, Working Families Party is code for communists. But then again, the Democratic Party, that name is code for communists. They are the communists. They are the people who believe that all money should flow through government and government should decide what to give to individual citizens. And they get to pick. And this is what a rigged system looks like. By the way, as I said before, this is why we shouldn't have public education. We're seeing it right now with regard to how the Democrats are trying to use are using public education to reprogram the society by propagandizing, by by teaching propaganda instead of information. And if we had a proper educational system that was market-driven the way everything we care about is market-driven. Everything we want done well comes out of a market. And somehow we've gone along with the idea of ruining education by letting these cabals of power mongers, teachers' unions, not teachers, but the unions, the structure that has been allowed to be created in order to control the education system, is there to make sure that parents don't have any influence over their kids' education. We're seeing that manifest right now. The education unions are there to make sure that you get taken over the, the coals for the cost of education. It's there to make sure the money doesn't make it to the classroom. It's there to make sure bad teachers can't be fired. It's there to make sure good schools can't be generated to displace the ones that are pre-existing because pre-existing comes first over quality. 860-522-9842. Jim's in Wellington. Hi, Jim. Uh, how you doing? Now, concerning uh, Mr. Fetterman and his uh, issues with the stroke, uh, in reference to your, your last guest, or one of your last guests who was talking Kathy about... Kathy Flaherty, yes. Yeah, the accommodations. Did it did that ever occur to the people that surround Fetterman or Fetterman himself that they could have turned that stroke if they were upfront and honest? They could have turned that into a positive in terms of what uh, uh, somebody who had that type of stroke uh, was able to do based on the type of help he could get, and then inform the public as he got better, and then use the tool he did use in the interview with the NBC reporter and explain why he was using it and for that reason. I mean, the media, the media is behind covering for him anyway. So you would think somebody would be smart enough to come up with a positive message for a very serious issue and then, by his own example, show, show the, um, the electorate over the past six or eight or nine months, geez, look what I'm accomplishing. Look where I am. I'm running for the Senate. This is the help I'm getting. 
the Disabilities Act concerning other disability type uh, support. Uh, just turning it all around, like like you see other celebrities that turn around problems. problems that well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't focus it. I like everything you said except to that last part. I think that they would have been wise to do what you suggest and to show his personal struggles, and to create an open, transparent, and empathetic presentation for everybody to see and then we could have connected to his humanity and said look at this guy but the trouble is i assume that they didn't know how badly damaged he was and they wanted to make sure that he won despite his liabilities and they couldn't take the risk of being transparent before they knew what was remember when he had the stroke the election was coming up and they didn't know what was going on with him so they just hid and so they could win I, mean, I, I I do agree with that, but I, but I think that the media and, and the process was so in the tank for him anyway. I mean, after we, we got a president elected, and he he didn't come out of his basement. So I understand Mr. Fetterman had a serious health issue, but he had such an advantage going in. I think he would have pulled it out anyway if they were just a little well, bit more forthwith. He may have, but they didn't know what they were dealing with. So he could have been in front of a camera and gone to open his mouth and, and just collapsed, and that would have been the end of his campaign, and they just didn't want to take that risk. But in general, you're right that the instinct to cover up is often very dangerous for politicians, and the instinct to be open would bring a lot of rewards in, in many cases. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Good to hear from you. 860-522-9842. We'll do the um, rants at 510. If you want to call in a rant, 860-751-4698. Al calling from Bloomfield. Hi, Al. Uh, how you doing? The best thing that the Democrats ever could do, mm-hmm. if they were smart, they would rebrand the Trump economic policy and the Trump border policy and claim it to be their own because it worked. They need to do that if they're to survive. And the second thing is that parents, they need to divorce themselves from associating with these schools and these organizations that will divorce their kids from their parents. That's all I have to say. The last part, uh, I just want to clarify, Al, you're saying parents need to disassociate themselves from... The school boards, from the yep. teachers, and everything else, and reclaim their parenthood to say, "My child would not be, will not accept, will not accept or tolerate your policies." Yes, that, it would be great. But the trouble is, parents have this uh, instinctive feeling of loyalty towards the school system because the kids go through the schools, and the parents are dealing with the teachers. Most of the teachers are great and doing a great job of caring for the kids. So parents feel an affinity towards the school by extension. So the people most acutely associated with the schools, first of all, they have a vested interest in not making trouble, because even if they wanted to make trouble, they'd be putting their kids at risk. But second, they have good experiences most of the time. And it's hard to look at it as a a system which is very, very destructive and dangerous and really putting our country at huge risk. That's a hard thing to think about when your kid's in there. If your kid's in there, that's what you're thinking about. Thank you, Al. It's good to hear from you. It's been a while. 860-522-WTIC. Phone lines just all opened up. Everybody hung up. So if you want to get in on the conversation, you can.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WTIC, you shook me. Pete's calling from East Hartford. Hey, Pete. Hey, good afternoon, Todd. Hey, the last caller, did I hear him right? Did he say that um, parents should disassociate themselves from the school boards? Yeah, something along those lines, yes. Well, that would be like saying um, when Hitler was uh, marching the unfortunate and innocent Jewish people into the ovens. No, Nobody should... Um, react or ha- have a view about that. Or, yeah, I don't or... think that was his point. I think his point was he should uh, take that, that parents should take control of their kids' educations again and oh, okay. in and that way disassociate you... themselves from my, the school my, board. My big point is I got shifted over from what I w- was thinking about when I heard him say that. But anyhow, Joanna Hayes, Congresswoman mm-hmm. from Connecticut, right? Running for Congressional District, yes. Right. Um, I guess she's had a lot of her family members and friends and associates forever and ever on her payroll. I know her um, kids have been on her payroll. I don't know why isn't that about... on the why isn't that on the front page of the Hartford Current or even in the in the you know I'm reading that online. Okay, well, come on, Hartford Current, you phony newspaper. All of a sudden, they've got the Bristol police officers on the front page for like a week straight, even though they're anti um, law enforcement. Okay, this is the Hartford Current, the phony, baloney piece of rag newspaper that's not even printed in Connecticut. But anyhow, let's get back to Joanna Hayes. Okay. Come on, the guy running against her, Where's his? where are his ads listing all those pay stubs of those friends and relatives? He may have decided that, that other issues are the best ones for him to focus on, George Logan. And, you know, it's hard to figure out how you unseat a sitting congress, congressman who has uh, unlimited resources and all kinds of institutional support. So it seems like he's doing a pretty good job. Hopefully he pulls it over the line. Pete, thank you for the call. 860-522-9842. Oh, yeah. It's WTIC. A beautiful place to be. 860522. Wait, is that Len Susio? All right. Len Susio is here, former state senator, but still a present human being. Hello, Len. Hey, Todd. Say moi. Tis I. It is you. Good. I'm glad it is you because you're the one we had scheduled. So it's nice to have you here. Yes. uh, No snafu today. I'm on time. And ready to rock and roll and talk about 
I think an issue that should be an issue in the governor's campaign, but I don't see it anywhere. Yeah, why is that? Well, fill us in on your position on this. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about juvenile crime and the juvenile criminal justice laws here in the state of Connecticut, which are incredibly lax. And as a result, we have rampant uh, uh, crime being committed by juveniles in this state because they know they can get away with things like car theft uh, without really any consequences whatsoever. And uh, it's, it's really reached epidemic proportions in Connecticut. I know in Meriden, the town where I live, the number of uh, stolen vehicles uh, for August and September was double what it was the previous year. And most of these crimes are being uh, committed by uh, juveniles. Who so you didn't get the memo don't. that crime is down and there's nothing to worry about? <laughs> the propaganda <laughs> from from the governor's office? Well, see, that's something that Mr. Stefanowski can bring up and challenge Governor Lamont, Lamont to defend the sad state of affairs with respect to juvenile crimes and juvenile justice in the, in the state of Connecticut. And I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's a sorry state indeed. And it was when I was up there. I was on the Ju- Juvenile Justice uh, Program Oversight Committee, what's called the JJPOC. Sounds and what was, what was it that you saw firsthand that would illuminate this whole topic for the average person? Well, there was, a, there was an article in the, in the Record Journal about how uh, the, these car thefts are going on, and they're mostly being done by juveniles, and the police... It's just catch and release, catch and release. So a lot of these juveniles are committing the same time crime over and over again. Because of a law that was changed by the Democrats, right? That's exactly right. And, Todd, to remind you, there was a horrible incident that occurred maybe two years ago now when that jogger in New Britain was killed by a kid. Remember that? That was was the worst ever. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, Todd. This was the kid who had, had 13 priors or something? That's right. That's a, that, that's exactly right. He'd been repeatedly arrested and, and released uh, because they can't hold him because of the law. Uh, and, and as a result, he just continued his, his crime-seeking uh, ways, and eventually somebody paid with it, uh, for it with their life. Can you tell uh, us what is the—because you would have seen this through the legislative process. What exactly is the, the progression of thoughts— that Democrats go through that lead them to believe that that kids who commit crimes should be just treated like uh, nursery school kids? Well, you know, the first thing they'll say is uh, the brain is not developed completely until you're in your 20s, basically. Uh, and I know some people have never fully developed in their 70s, but, but uh, the, apparently the biology is that the brain's not fully developed until you're in your early 20s. And so that's the excuse saying, well, they don't have real comprehension of the terrible things they're doing as if murder and rape are something that you really can't appreciate until you're in your 20s. Which and isn't true, I'm is it? Isn't the mechanism in the brain that isn't fully developed is the one that resists danger, that sees danger as dangerous. But that right. doesn't negate your ability to understand when you're doing wrong, does it? No, that's the that's the point. That's a great point that you make, Todd. Uh, and so, but that's the excuse that's used for this because I sat in on the JJPOC meetings for two years. Oh, stop throwing those acronyms around, would you? Uh, the Ju- Juvenile Justice Program Oversight Committee. Okay. Well, I'd usually say JJPOC, but it was it was it was a legislative uh, committee that dealt with juvenile justice laws, and and that it's it's overwhelmingly populated by uh, extremely liberal 
radically liberal uh, legislators who are just uh, basically all for this relaxed juvenile. Yeah, but this is what I want to hone in on. Do we understand that what it is that's wrong with the brains? So I'm not worried about the brains of the kids committing the crime so much because I think they understand exactly what's going on. They've shown how savvy they are, that there's yeah. a bunch of lunatic leftists who think mm-hmm. that they're, they can't be held responsible, so they go out and celebrate by being as irresponsible as possible. What's wrong with the brains of the elected officials who are voting to approve this stuff. What's underdeveloped there? Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. I don't know if they can comprehend how bad this is. When I was there, uh, uh, there was a uh, – the supervisory assistant state's attorney was sitting on this. So he's a high-level guy in the state's attorney's office, and he was adamantly opposed to this stuff. Adamantly opposed to what? To these uh, hands-off as far as – juvenile crime is concerned. And so I asked him, I said, Fran, um, give me, you know, explain to me a couple of little technicalities here. And he gave me this long memo, but, but here's the, here's the kicker. This is a one sentence I'm going to read to you, Todd. If juvenile, if the juvenile is not transferred to the adult criminal court, the maximum period of probation with or without residential placement is 30 months, regardless of the seriousness of the crime. So it would be the same for disorderly conduct or for murder. This is from the state's attorney telling mm-hmm. me this. So a, a kid could commit murder, and the maximum time he'd be in prison with, or behind bars would be 30, 30 months, and, and his, the record would be expunged because that's the other thing. It's being done while they're a juvenile, so they're not So there's no way to say, okay, now you're, you're no longer a juvenile. Now we, re, we reassess nope. the punishment. No, nope, no. Nope. It's only when it, it, the crime was done when you were uh, a juvenile, so that's, the, that's what the basis is for – the lower charges and the lower consequences. And it's horrific, Todd, because, again, if you want to teach a kid something, one way you teach them right from wrong is punishment. That's been done for eons. Well, they right need there. to understand the adult that the adult world views this as being serious. And if what the adult world is communicating is, guess what? This is a shoulder shrug for us. Yeah. Then the message is have at it. Have a good time. That's right. And so I think this should be one of the the prime topics of the current gubernatorial campaign. Go after it. Let's hear what uh, the governor has to say, how he defends his his party's liberal stance on this, and and how Bob Stefanowski would... Well, I I believe it is. Uh, Bob's been focusing on juvenile crime for for months and months and months. I've been hearing this. Oh, cool. I haven't heard it, so... What's yeah, I, th- I think it? he's all over that particular aspect because this is confounding to people. And Bob, I recall him mentioning to this particular crime you're alluding to, the the mm-hmm. poor jogger who was run over yep. from behind while he, he was just trying to improve his lot in life. And he had his life taken away by some irresponsible kid. And we don't even blame the irresponsible kid because the yeah. irresponsible politicians are worse. That's right. See, you you know, Todd, I mean... Most people aren't up to date on a lot of these issues. So the secret in politics is you've got to repeat this stuff. So even if Bob has been talking about it, he's got to keep on hammering away over and over again uh, so that some people listen to your show on some days and other days. So they might catch the right uh, time interval when Bob's on. But he's got to go after. This is something that every voter in Connecticut should be aware of and know that the Democrats are responsible for this crime wave, this juvenile crime wave, because of the liberal laws that have no accountability for kids who commit crimes as serious as stealing a car or worse. And they're and they're.
some of these kids, by the way, end up getting killed as they're joyriding around in cars that they don't even know how to drive because they're so young. This is it's 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 just a, a, an insane situation, Todd, and it's a situation that uh, that I think is a winning uh, argument yeah. for Bob Stefanowski. No, I, if he, if he but but he's been probably for two years he's been focused on economy number one, crime number yeah. two. Like those have been the yeah. big things, and that's what he's been right. been talking yeah. about. So so I think he's on track on those. Well, good. I hope so. But again, it, it's uh, you can't say it enough. And, and by the way, crime, it's getting it's the energy for those issues is building right now. So what do you think of the political environment in the country, Len Susio, since you've run a few races for public office? And mm-hmm. and and, you know, we, we've gone through this big swing this year. It was originally the economy and and crime. Mm-hmm. And then the Democrats managed to push their interrupting issues in the way with abortion and such. And, and now it's mm-hmm. uh, that stuff has fallen by the wayside. Now it seems to me it's full bore. We're getting crushed now. Everybody can see it. You can't avoid it. The economy and the destruction of the, the good place we were in two years ago when mm-hmm. Joe Biden was winning the election and preparing to take office. We're now in a we're, we're 180 from where we were. And it's because and everybody can see it because of specific decisions and policies adopted by Joe Biden. Absolutely. And, and the Democratic Party itself, too. It's not just Joe Biden, of course. It's Nancy Pelosi and company in Washington. And here in Connecticut, it's Governor Lamont and and, and is uh, Martin Looney. Uh, an appropriately named uh, st- state senator who. But the energy is shifting, oh. is my question. Do, do you see it that way? Yeah. That's how, I feel like oh, we're yeah, at a definitely. moment now where the Democrats are going to get crushed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, my experience has been people don't get focused until the last few weeks of the campaign. It's remarkable, isn't it? Days. It is. It's, it's persistent. That's one reason, by the way, one of the big issues in the in, uh, in the ballot is early voting. Right. Well, I don't like early voting because. Here you are. People don't get focused until the last couple of weeks. Of the yeah, that's so part of the scam of early voting. That's right. Exactly. And suppose something happens that comes to light and you voted early. That might have changed your vote. What are you going to do is to go back and say, give me my vote back? It's no, but I think the first enough. point you're making, Len, is even more powerful. And I hadn't really thought about it that way, that they want to get people to vote at a time when they haven't formed a full sense yeah. of, of what they're voting about. So they're more easily influenced by these nefarious actors who do this thing called uh, GOTV, get out the vote, the Democrats' TV, early yeah. voting. What Did I yeah. say it wrong? Yeah, uh, go TV, GOTV, get out yeah. the vote, like you just said. Uh, that's what it stands for. And, and it allows early voting really basically sets it up for ballot harvesting, which is illegal. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? How is going to detect that? If, if I mean, you, you saw uh, Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2000 Mules, and how yep. they identified thousands of these people who were going back and forth uh, day after day, dropping in ballot after ballot. I mean, that was illegal. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be done, but it was done on a massive scale, particularly in the states that were the swing states and in districts that were uh, heavily Democrat. So it, it's one reason why people are skeptical about the the legitimacy of the election from two years ago. I don't intend to get into that right now. That's not the, But the whole point is that that people don't get focused until the last few days when they start thinking, oh, all right, now I got to go vote tomorrow. Or the day, you know, whatever, two days away. Well, there's a big societal moment that gets created through the buildup. 
And this is why That's your point right. is so powerful about early voting. That we're yeah. going through the buildup right now, and everybody can feel how acute the intensity of the focus on the election is and how everybody inside that process is getting squeezed. They've got to perform and get their message across and spend their money and raise their money and get their TV commercials out there. It, and it's coming down to the wire and you get to see it, and everybody can study it right now and watch it unfold because this is a—it's a really exciting moment in American politics, and it's an exciting year because the messages that appear to be prepared to control the outcome of the election are ones that are good for Republicans. That's right, and and these are serious issues. This is not just okay, la la la, we're going along. We're talking about major league issues: the state of the economy, a runaway inflation, crime out of control. You see. Uh, uh, the murder rate in, in Chicago is like, what the heck? You're safer uh, in, in Iraq than you are in Chicago with the murders and the uh, crimes that are being committed there. And these are all the Democratic Party's responsibilities because they are the uh, originators of the public policies that have led to runaway crime, runaway inflation. Uh, and it, 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 these are the core issues. No, this is their ballgame. They, these yeah, are, as you said, all their issues are in place and they're creating disasters. Len Suzio, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again next week. 860-522-9842. After news, we're going to play rants, take some phone calls, and then in about 45 minutes, Reese on the radio will... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.